from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And we are back with another episode of the Burnham Up podcast, episode number six. As always, brought to you by McDonald's. Philip Tang and Carmen Lastoria coming a couple days later this week with you. But for a good reason, because we are out at the Cleveland Country Club covering the City with a Spirit Classic this week, Carmen, and the weather was absolutely perfect. It was, and I know all of you were just, you know, beside yourself waiting for the podcast to drop, and you were just like, what happened, you know, and you've just been waiting on the edge of your seat. I know the thousands (laughs) out there, but no, here we are. Yeah, it was a great weekend, obviously, uh, or a great week at the Cleveland Country Club, a beautiful course, our home course. It was in great shape. Um, you know, they, they just did, you know, great job taking care of uh, the facility over there and, and hosting the event. And then, uh, you know, our ladies played well, so it was a great day. Yeah, the weather was perfect. I mean, you had the cool mornings, and then by the afternoon, you know, you could throw off the, the pullover, and the sun was coming out, and it was it was just beautiful conditions for fall golf, which, listen, this time of year is, especially in southeast Tennessee, my favorite time of year to play golf. Uh, because you get the morning chill, the afternoons aren't bad, and it's just beautiful, beautiful weather. So, yeah, it was a great time. Enjoyed it out at the Cleveland Country Club. And so our guest today competed in that tournament, Emily Felix, finished all-tournament team. And, Emily, so we take a look at it, the course is your home course. How do you think you and your team did just in general? Because it's a tough course, and it played long, and it was windy like we talked about, you know, over at, at the course on Tuesday. But how do you think your team did? You know, we did okay. Obviously, we didn't do as great as we would have wanted. We would have liked to come out and win this. It's our home tournament, and we play this course all the time. But, you know, it's our second tournament of the season. We went out. We played as good as we possibly could. We're all very proud of Yui for coming in first for another tournament in a row. But it was great. We all had a great time. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Is there a little added pressure when you play on your home course? Because, you know, obviously you get, you know, more fans out there. Uh, although, you know, your guys' parents travel well. It's great to catch up with your parents again and always enjoy catching up with them. But do you feel a little bit more added pressure because you expect to play better at your home course? Absolutely. Like, everyone comes in and they're like, oh, this is your home course. You better win it. Right. <laughs> and there's just – just so much pressure after playing it every day for a full year for us a full five years now yeah you want to go out and expect to do well and sometimes when you don't it just it really hurts you more than any other course if you go and play bad at yeah you you obviously very solid all tournament team performance 76 75 75 which i think there was only four uh rounds that were under par (laughs) throughout the 54 holes which is just speaks to the difficulty of the course but but take us through that first round because it felt like everybody kind of got off to a slow start in the first round uh, or really the first day. Uh, but you were really able to kind of rally there because I know it was a bit of a slow start on, uh, you know, in, in rounds one and two for you. But you were able to really bounce back and uh, put together rounds that I think at the end of it, when you look at it, you say, OK, that wasn't a bad round. Yeah. So the front nine and the back nine at Cleveland are two very different right. styles of the course. And I kind of knew that, okay, I haven't been playing the front nine well, but the back nine's really scorable. So I'm just going to push through this front nine and try and get it as low as I possibly can and go and score on the back. Yeah. Because the front nine, I really didn't do great. I think I was four over through seven without playing one because I had to finish on one. And 
I was kind of getting a little disparaged there for a minute because <laughs> that's not how you want to play the front at all. But I, was, I just kept it in my mind like, oh, the scorable holes are coming. Yeah. We can get this back. And it did. By the way, I would be thrilled if I was four over, uh, what'd you say, four <laughs> over through seven at the country club, <laughs> yes, which I have played a few times. I would be thrilled. Anyway. I was going to say, what made it this round, that first round, a little more tough? Was it the wind? Was it the rain from the previous day? What what made it more tough than normal? Yeah, the wind really hadn't started in that first round. It really came in in the second round, but the all the dew out there and it was cold, it makes it a lot shorter to hit. So it was pretty difficult to gauge what kind of clubs you were going to hit and how much rollout you were going to get. So just kind of trying to play that because it's different than how we normally play because we never play in the mornings. Yeah. But yeah. Now, you mentioned Yui, of course. What a great start she is off to. So she has technically won both of her – or finished first in both of her tournaments. Unfortunately, she's been on the wrong side of two playoffs. But uh, – what does it say about her and really the whole team? It's got to get you guys pretty excited about what, what can happen this year if you continue to improve and play well. Yeah, well, we're all very proud of Yui, and she kind of just sets the standard for how we yeah. want to play. And she's the exact person that you want to have on your team because she's so competitive to play against. And you know that if you're beating Yui, you're playing a really great <laughs> golf. Yes, right. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think that she technically won the first two tournaments right. straight out of the gate yeah like no nerves she's ice in her veins yeah it's crazy always got a smile on her you know when we come by she's always <laughs> got a smile on her face which i would be smiling too if i yes. played as well yeah. as she did yeah. yeah um how much does how hard is it playing with her in practice rounds because i'm sure she's always dialed in and competing just as hard in those practice rounds yeah i mean we take the practice rounds kind of very laxly and try and keep them as relaxed as possible we still kind of get into little competitive modes here and there, but for the most part, they're very chill. And Yui, she just never shows any kind of frustration or, like, that competitive edge. You kind of have to get it out of her yeah. by, like, playing around with her, but you know that in the back of her mind, she's just like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to beat everyone. Yeah. So you just have to assume that she's doing that and getting that mindset with her as well. Absolutely. All right, talk a little bit about uh, Coach G. Giandra, of course, uh, was with the team last year as an assistant, uh, an All-American here at Lee as a player, was a fantastic player for Coach Maupin, and now she comes into this new role officially as the women's head coach. So what has that transition been like? And just speak to her as a coach and what she's meant to you. Yeah, it hasn't even been that crazy of a transition because she was there with us throughout sure. all of it last yeah. year. And Coach Maupin's a great head coach, too. And she was it, it was almost like we had two head coaches, right. really. And she's a great coach, really phenomenal. She knows when to push us to be our best and to get on to us and mm -hmm. be hard. And then she knows when, okay, they need a little bit of a softer touch right now. Yeah. She's great on the course. I love having her on the greens. She can read a putt so easy. Yeah. And then, I mean, she's just a great coach a great person to have and really fun to just talk with on the course and get right. your mind off of golf when you need to sure yeah did you have to uh, make sure alex didn't sneak out there and grab a club and play herself <laughs> she's serving as the ga this year but uh obviously she's been a big help to the team too but uh it, i'm sure it was different for her to be on the coaching side of things right <laughs> yeah we talked with her about it some she was a little bummed that she couldn't go out and play but 
I think every golfer just wants to play right. all the time. Sure. It's always in your mind. Absolutely. And golf's one of those sports where you can keep playing all the time after college. It's not you're done with college. There's not a professional. You can just go play whenever you want. Yeah, you really don't have to retire from golf. Most people retire it, right? yeah. into golf. Into golf, yeah. right? <laughs> that's a great way that's a great way to put it. All right, let's do a little rapid fire questions here. We like to do this. <laughs> Best putter on the team. Oh gosh, Yui. Yui? Yeah. Um, person most likely to throw a club in anger. Me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Me too. So I'm, I'm with you on that, Emily. That's, uh, guys I play with, they'll tell you that. Uh, best driver. Hmm. Come on now. You know who it is. Yui. It is has it to be Yui. I was going to say you. You drive the ball well. Is yeah. it? Is it close? You and Yui close? Yeah. Okay. So humble here. <laughs> right. Dang. I mean, Emily's yes, so humble. Yes. Uh, best wedge game? Probably Yui again. <laughs> Yui's just everything about her game. We're all jealous of it. We Everyone wants to swing like Yui. What about a scrambler? Who's the player that can, you know, if she gets in trouble, she can kind of scramble her way out of it usually? Carson. Carson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There you go. <laughs> That's you're, all I got. I was like, you're, you're a fifth-year player essentially with, with the COVID. How has that transition been staying an extra year that you got back essentially, did, was it ever a decision to come back or were you knew, did you know immediately, hey, I want to play a fifth year? Yeah, it was never a decision. I always knew that I was coming back. I think I'd be kind of foolish to not come back and play another year for this amazing team and a school. It's touched me so much to be able to yeah. play up here and play for Maupin and now Coach G. So my parents were very happy for me to go back and play an extra year or two. They were like, you better do it. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're great to hear you say that. You know, it feels good to obviously hear you say that about Lee, but, but you've certainly made a huge impact on the Lee program. And so we're thankful that you stayed that extra year and you've been a big part of the success. And so we'll get you out of here on this question, uh, Emily. A after last year, obviously you guys were able to accomplish a, a lot last year. You get into match play. You're right there with uh, with Barry. And so you know that the pieces are in place to, to do something special here. So, um, you know, what what are your goals? What are, what are the goals of the team? I mean, obviously you want to get back to nationals. But, you know, what are some things you guys got to continue to do in order to, you know, put yourself in that position again come springtime? Yeah, ultimately our – goal is to go out and win nationals but that doesn't come in one tournament sure. like it's a progressive thing so our first like our goals are just go out there finish in the top three at almost every tournament that we can we're not gonna get that every time but if we can be at least in the top four or five mm -hmm. we're playing good and just try and go out there and keep our bad scores to a minimum and fire out some good scores yeah. and take everything one shot at a time one tournament at a time that's the only way we're going to make it in yep so. one shot at a time that's good advice for golf uh, that's yes. good advice for life right <laughs> yes exactly you can't get ahead of yourself yeah especially Absolutely. in golf well emily thank you so much uh, it's you. been a joy covering you over the course of your career and we are so grateful that we get to continue to do it this year and uh hey we know great things are in store for the lady flames this season so congrats on a good start thank and you. best of luck moving forward thank you We'll take a quick break and be back with more here in just a moment on the Burn 'Em Up podcast. The Burn 'Em Up podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you. Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. 
Madisonville, and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! And welcome back. Philip Tang, Carmen Astoria, back here with you. And Carmen, it was a fun week, as we mentioned, with Emily and Yui and all the girls out on the course. Chance to get out of the office and do some work in the outdoors for once and not really have to rush through things like at a soccer game or a softball baseball game. Like, just go, go, go. Golf, you go, 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 and then watch for a little while and then go, go, go again. Golf is, and this is, listen, I I should preface this. All right, <laughs> I, I, I can see the emails flooding in. So, uh I love all of our teams. I love all of our athletes, and I love covering all of our athletes, and I love what we get to do. But I love <laughs> covering golf. Uh, number one, we have two of the top golf programs, obviously, in the country. We all have right. the defending national champs, number one team in the country on the men's side. Uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit. They had a good showing down in Columbus, Georgia. And then, of course, we have a top ten ranked women's golf program, number nine, ranked rim- women's golf program in the country. And so not only are our teams great, but it, – it, it's just great to get out on the golf course, right? And so I love covering golf. You get to go to beautiful courses. Fortunately for us, right in our backyard, Cleveland Country Club, the weather was perfect. So, yeah, it does kind of break up your typical kind of game coverage in the fall when you're kind of rushing from here to there. And uh, you get to go out, enjoy the weather, enjoy a beautiful golf course, and see some fantastic golf. And that's what we saw uh, on Monday and Tuesday. So that was pretty nice, yeah. I love setting up at one hole on the green and then – so turn around, you can watch the tee box. You get basically action coming in and yeah. going all at once. That's what's great. Yeah, there's some great strategic spots, obviously, at Cleveland Country Club. So you get, uh, you know, you can get up on the hill on four green, and then you see them tee off on five. Uh, you can get on the back of nine green on the benches there, see them obviously tee off on the par three. You know, you've got the uh, you've got a spot there where you can see 10 green, 11 tee, and then kind of go over yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, catch what is it I think seven seven uh seven and eight yeah seven and eight on the other side there so yeah there's some great spots where you can you know really see some good action there and uh yeah it was a great course uh credit to Tom and his team over at the Cleveland Country Club uh course was in great shape and I think the players were tested obviously they were challenged <laughs> yes uh, but the course was playing fair and it was uh it was a great week yeah you know it's tough when opposing coaches say next course won't be as hard as this one right right Men's golf, as Carmen alluded to, had a pretty good weekend. Came in second by one stroke. And Beck continues his hot play. He ended up winning the tournament by four strokes, which is pretty hard to do at this time of the year. Yeah, and it, it, listen, uh, Emily alluded to it, right? So every field that they go into, obviously with two top ten ranked teams, you know, um, every field they play in is going to be a good field. There's going to be top teams that play because the top teams want to play against one another. And so – um, yeah, to finish a second as a team and only one stroke out of the, the team title there is, is great because that was another really good field, a lot of ranked teams in it. And then, yeah, Beck is having another All-American type season. I mean, Beck Burnett's doing what Beck Burnett does, right? Right. Like you expect players to go out here and do well, right, when, when they're that type of caliber of player. And so, you know, Beck is in midseason form right now. His game is, is as sharp as I've seen it, and that's saying a lot because I've seen it very sharp. Uh, but he continues to improve, and that's scary for opposing yes, teams that yes. we're going to go up against uh, in the South region. But, yeah, he's off to a great start. Uh, we mentioned Yui on the women's side who's off to a great start. So when you have those number one players, right, uh, golf is a team game in college, right? And it so is, you need is. you need to be able to count on that number one player to go low each and every time. And then you've got you know the the 
the two through five guys that are going to give you good scores as well, you've got something there. But if you can count on somebody that's going to go low, I mean, that's going to be in the top five individually in every tournament you play or most every tournament you play, man, that just makes it a little bit easier to really bump up that team score. And so that's what Yui does on the women's side. That's what Beck does on the men's side. So congratulations to Beck. I believe that's his fourth tournament that he has won, which is fantastic. Um, because like I said, not only is that hard to do no matter what tournament you're playing in, but it's especially hard to do in the type of tournaments against the type of competition yes. that the men's team is playing against and the women's team. I mean, you're the number one team in the country, so you're playing in tournaments. Every tournament you play in, you're playing against several top 10, top 15 ranked teams. So you're playing against really good players. So it's a tribute to the work that Beck's put in. Um, he's a grinder. He, he just loves the game. He loves working on his craft. And so congratulations to him on winning that tournament. Both Beck and Yui were voted Golf South Conference golfers of the week for their That's performances. Right. And before we move on from golf, uh, Wyatt Brackett was named GSE Freshman of the Week. In his very first ever collegiate tournament, as in, he went as an individual. He was tied for 20th in that huge field, and so he was named Freshman of the Week. You know, you hear the line about Nick Saban so often or about Ryan Day and the Buckeyes, right? They don't rebuild, they reload. You know, they send all these guys to the NFL, and then they just bring back another top five recruiting class, and they just continue. That's John Moppin. John Moppin <laughs> and the league off to they don't rebuild, they reload. So not only does he bring back all five players that won the national championship, but then he goes out and gets a guy like Wyatt who's going to be a really good player. Uh, yes. uh, as a freshman, you can already see that happening. And so – uh, Coach Moppin's going to have a good dilemma on his hands. He's got a lot of players that are playing well right now. Uh, and so that lineup, you might see some different faces in that lineup as we go through the fall and early spring. Uh, and that's good. Comp these guys are competitive. They want to be in the lineup. And so that's a good problem to have. But congratulations to Wyatt on uh, GSC Freshman of the Week. Looking ahead now to this weekend, soccer is kind of a slow weekend. So it's basically we're playing our travel partner in Shorter this week. The men right. play at Shorter on Friday nights, and then the women play at Shorter on Sunday afternoon. So a chance for teams to regroup, relax a little bit, get healthy, and only play one game Well, against your rival. This is a unique part of the schedule, and and I know Coach Pottinger would, would rather it probably not be this way because the men's team has actually had a lot of time off uh, here recently. So you had the very physical game, lost a tough one against AUM 3-2 to two last Friday. Um but the reality is, you know, they were supposed to play a non-conference game on Monday, but but Shaw had to cancel that. Um, and so with the way men's soccer works, because a lot of the football schools don't have men's soccer, mm -hmm. you end up with kind of this quirky schedule here where the men are only played one conference game last weekend and only have one conference game scheduled this weekend. And so that's why they tried to build that non-conference right. game in there, and unfortunately Shaw had to cancel it. So uh, is there such a thing as being too rested? I don't know. It was a pretty physical game last Friday, obviously, against AUM. So I'm sure Coach Pottinger, uh, you know, the, the extra rest probably did help the boys. Obviously, you're playing your rival, so we expect it to be another physical contest yes. with Shorter. But I do think, you know, uh, on paper we're the better team. And so you go out there, you try and take care of business, and then you get back into the natural two games a week. So, hey, you always take the extra rest at this point. Yes, yes. Soccer can be a grind. So, yeah, a little different schedule. The women will play on Sunday uh, against Shorter. The men will play on Friday. So, yeah, they'll space it out all weekend. The little kind of little mini break in the middle of the week. Volleyball's on a break. They've on the middle of a five-game homestand. Played twice last weekend, once in the midweek, and now this weekend they play Valdosta State and West Georgia. Five straight games at home. It's going to be nice after 
three weekends on the road. Yeah, and I know I, I know uh, interim head coach uh, Sylvia Buzil is, is hoping to get back on the winning track. I thought they played a lot better on Tuesday. She talked about that. They played the number six team in Division Three, Emory. Emory won 3-0, but... Man, particularly in sets one and two, it was it was back and forth. We were right there. So they played a much cleaner game. Uh, did not make as much as many unforced errors. They were a lot cleaner in the receiver serve, uh, serve receive game, and also you know got some good play from their right side hitters. And their and and Scotty Cook had a nice game at the net. So I think there's some pieces in place there. Uh, it's been, obviously been a difficult season, and uh, you know, Coach Callie Tabez resigned on Monday, and so Sylvia Buzil will take over as interim head coach the rest of the way. So, um, yeah, I think it, the girls are trending in the right direction, but obviously you want to see some wins start to come with that, and so hopefully this weekend they can find a way to, um, you know, at the very least maybe split this weekend with Valdosta and West Georgia. If they play the way they played on Tuesday, I think they'll come away uh, at least with one victory this weekend. So if they continue to play that type of style and that type of game, uh, they're going to come away with a few wins here down the stretch because, as we mentioned, Emory's a very good team, always traditionally been a very good team. They're coached by, um, you know, uh, Coach McDowell's been there for 26 years. She's a veteran head coach. And so, you know, they were a very talented team, but I thought we stood toe-to-toe with them for the better part of two sets. Finally, before we... And this episode, cross-country back in action this week. They go to another Division One tournament. They go up to Louisville to run against the, in the Louisville Cardinal Invitational. The men are 8th in the country. The women are 10th in the country. And both, as we talked about with Silas last week, very impressive. They'll look to continue that this weekend. And this is a familiar track, for you know, at least for the returning runners. So it's, it's, a, it's an event we go to pretty much every fall up in Louisville. So it's, a, it's an event that Coach Morgan uh, is very familiar with. And so, yeah, we usually... Uh, end up putting up a good showing. And, uh, yeah, the cross-country teams are off to a great start. Both teams are ranked in the top ten. And and I think maybe a bit ahead of schedule, if I may, uh, because you obviously were trying to replace such great runners like Celine and Christian. And, and I think Coach Morgan is very pleased with where his runners are at this point in the season. Uh, certainly they're looking to build and peak uh, during conference region and then the national championship. But, uh, yeah, they got off to a great start uh, down in North Alabama. Now they get an opportunity over in Louisville to really test themselves against not only great Division II competition, but as you mentioned, Division One competition. And uh, so I think it's going to be a great showing for them. All right, finally, your fired up moment of the week. Fired up moment of the week. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. I'm going to go with Beck Burnett. Beck winning his fourth tournament. That's my fired up moment of the week. Um, special shout out to Yui, who uh, you know had a great round in that final round. And I'm telling you, on the 18th green in the final round, she had about a 10-footer right-to-left break. She makes it. She wins. It doesn't go to a playoff. And she hit a beautiful putt. It was in the whole way. I thought it was going to drop, and it just tailed off at the last second, and then she lost in a playoff. But she's off to a great start as well. But let me give it to my boy, Beck Burnett. I'm fired up for him, fired up moment of the week, winning the Cougar Invitational. I'll go with Yui from my fired up. Her first round of 69, best round of anybody There you go. in the whole tournament. That will be my fired up moment. She had some great chips in the third round to keep her in contention. Yeah, chipped in a couple of times, yes. right? She so, had a couple good chips, but yeah. her first round was my fired up moment of the week. Yeah, well, you go out and fire a 69, especially with the way conditions were. I mean, that is some serious golf right there, so absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for episode number six of the Burn'em Up podcast. We'll be back with you next week as we'll have another great guest with you. As always, we're brought to you by McDonald's. 
For Carmen Astoria, I'm Philip Tang. We'll catch you next week.